Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. I'm so glad you're here. A couple of um, things to say here at the start. So today we're talking about plurality and gender, which is a huge topic because when you have plural beings, there are multiple. So for, I just want to say some content warnings right here at the start. I, of course, don't know exactly where we're we're going to go with some of this, but possible content warnings include childhood trauma. But here's the possible content warnings. Discussion of childhood trauma, sexuality, mental health and PTSD, transphobia, homophobia, ableism, light references to kink, possible references to suicidal ideation and self-harm, and a car accident or car crash. And the moderators will be, not only will the timers be periodically posting that information in chat, but we will also be, we can throw that command out anytime we get new people in with that exclamation point CW for content warning. This is an Ask Me Anything stream. And so any questions you have, you can put in the chat. I will let you know, though, we do have two and a half pages of questions already. So no promises that we'll get to your questions, but this will be a very enriching discussion. Oh, there's an important other piece of tonight that we're doing. Maybe we can do a thumbs up. Well, welcome to the stream. I'm Gender Meowster, and our conversation today is gender and plurality. Whoa. Very exciting. That's right. So not only are we discussing this topic tonight, but I also want to let folks know that this is simultaneously a trans crowdfund event. We, one of our guests, Elle, who's here, hello, is currently raising funds with our many communities for, I would, you've been saying feminization surgery, right? Not gender confirmation surgery. Yeah, honestly, either one is fine. It was a slight catch-all since the sort of lowest tier we're hoping for was a breast augmentation, but that if we managed to raise enough, the ideal was to hopefully do FFS, uh, facial feminization surgery, mm-hmm. which happens to be a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were thrilled with the news today that you've already hit the first goal, which was at 8,500 US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the new goal, is it 1300, 13,000 or 13,500? It's 13,000 right now. And yeah, I was bored to see it get there while I was asleep. Elaine told me (laughs) when I woke up. I love that so much. So some context for my community. So Elle, who's here with us, all of the people here are some flavor of plural, and I'll let people do bios and intros in a minute here. But Elle has been supporting the Gender Master community from the very beginning in a very un- underappreciated and unknown way. Elle has been one of the main admins of the Discord community and has taught a lot of us most of what we know. And it's true, Elle has totally been fabulous this whole time. And so when I got the, the message a couple, maybe two weeks ago now, to that there was this effort, this community effort going on to raise funds for 
some gender confirmation related surgery stuff, I was like, oh, heck yeah. And that is how this stream was born. And Elle had some great other guests to invite. And I will let the rest of you introduce yourselves now. Why don't we go um, left to right, top to bottom. So we'll have Elle go first and then Ian Lane and then Prismatic System. Sure. I'm Elle. I am one member of sorts of our system. We're technically like a two person system made up of and Liz and a little bit more recently we in a way that we'll explain more later did a, a blend of sorts if you've watched I don't know uh, Steven Universe you can think of it a little bit like Garnet where and Liz sort of blend together to make something that's more than some of either of our parts L so in that sense like a two and a half headmate system we are all trans feminine M uses she her Liz uses she it and I use she, they, and it. Awesome. And I'm passing it on. Great. Thank you so much. Next, we have Ian Lane. Hi. Yeah, I'm Ian, and my headmate is Lane. We've had a, a weird road into figuring out we were plural, tied in with our transition and a lot of changes in our life. But I'm somewhere in the sort of non-binary age gender fluid sort of region myself and my headmate is uh, much more trans feminine. I use they and sometimes it pronouns and Lane uses she and sometimes they for pronouns. Awesome. Super great. Okay, next we have the prismatic system. Hello, everyone. So I am Holly Mist. And I use she pronouns and they pronouns. I have two headmates, Alexia and M. M spelt like the HTML tag, so emphasis, but like I only really call her that as a joke. She doesn't call herself that. And M uses she they as well. And Alexia uses she her. And you may see them later on in the stream if they decide to front. Yes, Aaron Poopfrat Cat, that is exactly how it is spelled. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, so that's our pronouns. That's wonderful. And for Thanks. those who are visiting from your various communities who haven't met me yet, my internet handle is Gender Meowster. I use they, them pronouns. I'm a variety streamer here on Twitch. I do a lot of comfy, cozy things. I'm a non-binary person. I'm a disabled person. I'm a neurodivergent person. And who knows what other identities I might hold. I seem to hold a multitude of identities, so we'll find out. I've got to catch them all. <laughs> I, I, I also <laughs> uh, am part of the disability community. I have chronic pain and chronic fatigue mm -hmm. and some hearing issues as well. So, yeah, power to you for, uh, for putting yourself out there so regularly and talking about this sort of stuff. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I'm really delighted to have all of you here. Thank you so much for coming and visiting my little corner of the internet. So in, I feel like the next question that I have, it says, tell us a little about yourself, but that's the whole stream. So maybe we skip that and go to the next one, which is how long have you been thinking about plurality with regards to yourself? We could start there or we could start with some basic definitions. Do you all have a preference? I would say definitions might be a better way to go first. So that cool. the, when we talk about ourselves, it'll make more sense. That sounds awesome. I'm going to move this chunk of things over here. And every person doesn't have to answer every question. 
And I know the the three of you slash more than three of you, to my impression, know each other fairly well. So you may have a sense of who might have a great answer to share. So the first question I have is pretty basic. What is plurality? For those who are showing up who have never heard of this or have only barely lightly heard of this, what is this concept of plurality? Plurality can be thought of as multiple people, headmates, coexisting in one body, in one brain, one noggin. Yeah, I think that's the most basic definition. I think that for plurality, like the catch-all definition is basically the classic, yeah, multiple personalities, one body sort of thing. But there is so much variety in 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 plurality and what it is and what uh, people perceive it to be for themselves and uh, for others. And it's I think you could also see it potentially as facets of personality, especially some median systems, which we can go into later on, would potentially perceive it as that. You could perceive it in so many different ways. And that is one of the great things about plurality is that yourself, yourselves, you and your headmates, however you want to refer to them, however you want to refer to yourself, like some people prefer to think of of it as like it's it's all part of you so that makes them you and some people prefer to think that okay these these my headmates and they are separate from me but we share the same body and both of those equally valid and yeah there's so many interpretations out there and yeah it's tricky because you're trying to describe and or put a, a lens over what's going on inside your own head, your own psyche. And that's always going to be a little tough to try to nail down and define. I mean, for me, it's very much been a extremely useful way to view inconsistencies and things about myself, ourselves, that have like always been with us. And that there are other ways that we could have viewed that, but this particular lens ha- having this way to frame it has been really useful and fit a lot better than anything else we've tried i've just remembered one thing i forgot to say at the beginning i usually say this in the podcast intro but i didn't say it live for our guests and that is each person is speaking from their own identity perspective and experience no one person is a monolith of their entire identity which is part of why I have this entire genderful talk show because I want us to think about gender and hear from as many gender diverse people as possible so that we don't have one person's answer on what gender is and what all of these things within the category of gender mean. So similarly, no one plural person can speak for all plural people or systems rather, excuse me, not all, not one plural, no one plural system can speak for all plural systems. And please take everyone's input as their personally informed opinion and perspective. Awesome. Thank you. That's very much true. And whether it's plurality or being on the spectrum or ADHD or so many other things, I sometimes when it's useful have sought diagnoses, but generally speaking, I see them as frameworks to work within. And if when applied, they seem to work and function and make my life and ability to function better using that framework of coping mechanisms, then I stick with it. Yeah. I think frameworks are going to come up a lot tonight. They have in my thinking about all of this ahead of time. 
So just to touch on some of the other basic definitions, you all have mentioned headmates, but if you were to try and give like a one sentence or a, a brief description of headmate, what is a headmate? So some people call them headmates, some people call them altars, some people call them guests. There's all sorts of different names, again, for this phenomena. But the the general thinking on headmate is, it's like a similar word to classmate, someone who shares a class with you, someone who shares a head with you. So my headmates, M and Alexia, and headmate is something that some people definitely think of as the preferred term right now at this time in plurality's sort of social existence but there's definitely people who still very much prefer alter and will get offended if people say headmate and then there's lots of people who will get offended if people say alter so it's like you said no one's a monolith just generally another personality or facet thereof is is what i would say that is my next question is what is a system so a system generally is it's a word we use for the complete sort of being. It's kind of tempting to go back to using the word person again and again, but it's that's the problem in the first place. So yeah, if I'm a person, a headmate, then all of us within this body grouped together would be the system. And sometimes people have a name to refer to themselves as a system and that's not always the case especially for headmates who are extremely distinct they might prefer not to group themselves that way the next question i have on the definition topic is what is fronting before we move to that sure. would it be all right if i say a couple more words about systems yeah totally fine okay a, a system like we, we were talking about frameworks before about for mentality for managing things for and a system is it's a group of things is is generally what a system is that has some sort of function that's that's yeah not the not the entire definition of system but yeah a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network a complex whole like the state railway system or an organization or, or a, a school or something like we, we would say the school system things like that and yeah it's the collective whole of something and in this case some people as Annette Hello said would refer to that as the body because they would see the body as the thing that contains the collective whole and some people very much wouldn't some people would completely see that otherwise so it's a little bit hard to pin it down absolutely exactly but yeah that's what I would say is an important thing to think about when you're defining what a system is the you know larger definition as well as the more specific terminology. Does anyone else want to talk about systems before we move on? I did have something, but I actually think it'll fit better with another question. I'd say go ahead. Okay. So my next question is, what is fronting? So we have headmates, we have systems, but then what is this concept of fronting? It can, to some degree, mean something different for different systems, but generally speaking, Fronting is when you, as a headmate, are the one that is in front. You have control of the body, so to speak. 
there are concepts such as co-fronting or blending. Co-fronting is what it sounds like. It's more than one headmate fronting at the same time in some sort of configuration. For some systems or in some situations, this can mean maybe you're sharing control of everything. It can mean one system, I'm sorry, one headmate has control and another sort of like looking in. I've heard an analogy of the person fronting has the wheel and someone co-fronting maybe is sitting in the passenger seat and everyone that is not any of those things, if it's say like a limousine, maybe is like behind the window, the separator. Maybe with co-fronting, someone's talking and other person's moving, moving the body, whatever it may be. For us, it tends to be pretty, I don't know, clear and stable. Whoever's fronting is doing everything. But going back to blending, that's sort of what I am. You meaning L? Yeah, exactly. We have that state of fronting or of Liz fronting. Mm-hmm. And then we have this, which, as I said, is a much more recent development that sort of Garnet-esque thing, or I don't know, like Dragon Ball Z, you can think of that type of fusion where I am made up of Emma and Liz, but also something more than either of them alone, which it, it does bring me to one other thing, the concept of median systems that I know we were going to get to. I'm sure that both Harley and Ian or their headmates will have more to say on all of this, but they feel associated to me. In terms of plurality, as probably said earlier, there's as many ways to be plural as there are plural systems, but there's a lot of commonalities and trends and there is the framework. So if you think of it as a spectrum in this case, or maybe on one end, you've got someone that is not plural, a singlet. And on the other end, you've got what may often be more characterized or referred to as DID, basically much more completely separate, distinct, maybe sometimes with memory barriers, sometimes without maybe systems where not everyone or none of the headmates are fully formed holes, but fragments that might form together. Between those sort of more in the middle, you've got median systems. Mm-hmm. And even that is a spectrum in itself, wherein when we are in the form of being M or Liz, we're more on the plural, more, the more plural end of that line, where very distinct, but even with a very like strong, large shared base, speaking style and disposition, those sorts of things being much more disparate, even if our, we have no memory gaps, anything like that, everything else is, is pretty fluid. As where when we do blend into the way that we are now, L, more toward the singlet side of median, where in a way that we'll probably get into more soon or later, it's a little bit more like I, L, am the self, and I can lean into sort of fluidly, Emily is sort of a facet, code switching, more of that sort of thing, rather than and then feeling something more disparate. It's almost like, I sometimes refer to this form as like quasi-singlet. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I'm sure there's more to say, but I'm going to give this over to someone else. It's an interesting contrast to our system where, like, we we can all front at the same time. Like, in it, hello in the chat there, mentioned that their partner's plurality expresses itself outwardly as a council of plurals, and they generally present a composite of their headmates. We can do that and 
actually often well for important decisions, but we don't blend quite like L's system does. Like, it hurts for us to, to all be compressed into that space and the, the conflicting responses that we're all trying to give, because at that point we all have access to control of our body, but if there's multiple people trying to control the body at the same time, that can have pretty weird results. And it's, yeah, it's like when you're trying to run too many programs on the same computer. Oh, your pronouns are he, him. I see. I uh, don't actually have the pronoun app thing at the moment, so I can't see whose people's pronouns are, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's, like I said, it's an, an interesting contrast to L's system who have a much more sort of natural merge where it's not so much a fight to get things done as a yeah and i i think that ian lane have a bit of that sort of thing if they want to talk about that otherwise i'll move on to other things yeah we we're pretty distinct from each other there's there's a shared base of experience to some extent but in, in a lot of ways we act quite differently we have different interests and goals, things we enjoy to some extent, uh, and we've been noticing more and more over the last six months or so that we don't always have access to the memories of when we weren't pronding, which has actually helped to helped a lot to explain and deal with times when before we just thought we're forgetful in ways that are really unhelpful. Someone would say, oh, remember we talked about this? No, I don't remember that at all. And it was just like, okay, maybe that's an ADHD thing. Maybe it's just forgetful or something. But it lines up really well with times when the other headmate was fronting that we'll have gaps. So then we can say, oh no, like that time when you said we talked about this, like I wasn't fronting, like... We try to we we actually have a, a spreadsheet for keeping track that Elle and her headmates put together. Nice. And yeah, and it's been pretty consistent that our gaps in memory are times when yeah, the headmate was running. We've got a little bit of experience of some amount of blending where we'll get into sort of a middle state where we notice like the other headmates mannerisms or maybe some thoughts edging in but it tends to be more close to how people usually describe or in in my experience people have described uh, co-running to me where there's both of us active in different capacity rather than the kind of like singlet-like blend that Elle was describing so in in terms of our system and memory loss and i guess i'll define singlet while we're here because that's a a pretty common term right now singlet as in a single person it's like cis but for whether you only have the one personality versus whether you're okay with your assigned gender so it's, it's definitely not meant to be an offensive term at all it's it's just a a descriptor. Yeah, or like holistic versus autistic. So me- memory stuff. We actually almost realized that we were plural back in 2013 because we were talking to our girlfriend at the time and said, we have 
access to different memories when we're in different moods. And at the time we thought that we were bipolar because there was such an obvious contrast in the way we acted and like obviously in popular literature and movies and things like that, what bipolar looked like to us at the time looked like what we were experiencing. But obviously if we'd captured that thought of different access to memories and different moods and the acting very differently and things, we could have probably picked up on that a lot sooner. But yeah, for us, it's if a headmate is paying attention to what's going on. For example, I'm talking, I'm Harley, but back there, my headmates, M and Alexia, M more than Alexia right now, are both paying attention to what I'm doing. So they would have memories of this, if perhaps foggier than if they'd been controlling the body and actually interacting and stuff. Although I think that bit is more a function of ADHD than <laughs> plurality in general for us, because it, yeah, sort of interacts in that way for us. But we, if we're not paying attention, we don't get the memory. And now that we are aware we're plural, we're all a lot better about paying attention to important things so that we remember them together later. But otherwise, for example, some of us can go to sleep and then one of the other headmates like might wake up in the middle of the night and do some things and we wouldn't know if we were still asleep. It's it can be a bit confusing and never mind the whole if you have different access to different memories and people don't know that you're plural and friends with a member of your system, that can be difficult to navigate because sometimes they perceive that you're off somehow even if they don't know how they don't like you as much maybe they'd like you more and and it, yeah it's interesting that way so i have three directions we could go which i also i'm pretty sure i'm self-diagnosed as adhd <laughs> i think this will just keep happening and it's wonderful so one ian could weigh in on the question what is a singlet two all all three systems could discuss this concept of headspaces and what it feels like to not be fronting. So we've talked about fronting two questions ago. So then the inverse of not fronting and exploring that a little. Or three, ADHD and plurality, which also could just be a later topic we talk about after definitions. So where would you all like to go next? Ian, would you like a, a crack at what is a singlet or do you feel complete on that topic? I feel like Carly did a great job of that it's uh it's very much the the sort of like cis is as to trans like as singlet is to plural the you could describe it as a system with one headmate okay that's cool. a really good description like a system with one headmate yeah because it, it is that like i was saying earlier with the definition of system there's definitely schools of thought in, in psychology and neurology that the mind might be composed out of many smaller sort of microcosmic personalities that work together to form a larger whole. Not that's everyone's accepted thought in, in the scientific realm, but there, yeah, I just thought it was interesting given what Ian said there. Yeah, I have a friend who's a uh, therapist is their local expert on her local expert on dissociative identities and she was kind enough to forward on her therapist's explanation to me and it was probably more complicated than I can go over in like voice chat for the stream but it effectively framed 
a like the mind in general as a sort of collection of modules that the sort of expected way for it to function would be that the modules are somewhat connected with none of them being dominant and in a plural system you have like some of the modules edging to the front and taking more control and some of them drifting out and being completely disconnected from the group and so yeah under that framing you could potentially say that oh everyone's potentially plural but yeah not operating that way it's definitely interesting because some of that research also goes into for example the interactions with various traumatic brain injuries and things like that and how that can disrupt this hypothetical system and be responsible for some of the personality changes that some people see given that and yeah i definitely think it's an interesting way to look at things there's obviously no way to be sure that it's the air quotes correct way because there's so much unknown about the human brain and in fact brains in general i don't think it's that there's more unknown about the human brain than there is about various other beings it's just the ethical constraints <laughs> allow us more access to the brains of those other beings which, yeah 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 I agree. and when i say our i'm talking about as a society rather than individuals because obviously there's many people with disagreements with that uh ethical framework i have gone and lost the topic that we were talking about because i got so focused on thinking about the definition of system and this research we were talking about. Someone uh, care to recenter yeah. it? So headspace is what it feels like to not be fronting, whether we even have a headspace or a memory of not fronting, etc. Do you want to do you want to go for this one? Oh, okay. And then I'll talk about some of my early experiences with that. For us, if you're trans, you probably know that out of anyone, you probably have doubted whether you're trans the most you have felt invalid the most for the longest you've wondered the most you thought about it maybe endlessly before you told anyone else and it's the same thing with being plural some of the systems that we know that are just most clearly distinctly plural there's there's no question for anyone observing from the outside doubt it the most and there's a lot of imposter syndrome there Often early on, there's a feeling of that y- you are, I'm sorry, I lost the word, that you are uh, co-opting the experience. And one of the things for us that, that caused that more is that we don't have what is called a headspace. Many systems have a headspace. Let's can have that too. You can think of, I don't know, uh, Sherlock's Mind Palace or whatever it was called, all shapes, sorts, ways. We've got some degree of aphantasia. What is so? Aphantasia is the inability to, whether partial or completely, use your mind's eye to envision images. People think in different ways. We tend to think mostly as not a monologue anymore, but the inner monologue or dialogue. Some people think in images. I know Ian and Lane think conceptually. And they might talk about that some, but convert 
to speech, to text, to words on the way out and away from it on the way in. So our relative inability to envision things means that our head space, we, d- we don't have one. We have a direction. This monologue comes from towards like the back of our head and Liz is like the left, but there's no images, there's no space. Even if we try to just think of a table in our mind's eye, we can do it. It's really fuzzy. It warps and changes. It doesn't stay stable. And for a long time, we didn't know anybody was any different. We thought that was the default. The, the fish and water thing, the same way that trans girls will think, oh, every guy wants to be a girl or that sort of thing. We also don't know what it feels like when we're not fronting. We know what it feels like to front and we know what it feels like to not have been fronting, but not, we have no awareness when we're not fronting. As soon as we start fronting, we have all of the memories that whoever was fronting before that had. We will remember, oh, I just felt like I got some friction from, or some friction from Liz and why, but educated guess. But there's sort of nothing beyond that for us. And that, yeah, that was definitely invalidating earlier on of the systems we know. We are the most close together in the sense of no memory gaps, don't know what it feels like to, to, to not be fronting. It's, yeah, as we said earlier, it's very different among different systems. And I'm wondering a bit. I'll pass it over to Harley. Hi. Yes, it's me, Holly Mist. With regard to headspaces, yeah, like Elle was saying, there, there's this a lot of different experiences out there. And personally for us, I don't know that we would have had an accessible headspace if so. I guess content warning here a little bit of talking about how rough high school years at an all-boys school when you're a trans woman attending one. But... Things, things, things were pretty rough, and we ended up with insomnia and all sorts of bad stuff happening. But I won't go into that right now. But the point is, we had insomnia, and as a way to sleep, we learned to tell ourselves stories, narratives, and as we got better and better at lulling ourselves to sleep with these, we gradually started getting better and better at making that sort of imagery in our heads. To the point where when we fell asleep, if we had constructed enough of a narrative, enough of a world, enough imagery, we would fall into a dream of that thing. And gradually, as we realized we were doing that, we began lucid dreaming. And our headspace today is actually based on something that my headmate Alexia constructed when we were probably about 14 or 15 that has somehow persisted a lot, which shout out to persist friend friends of ours, that's their system name. But yeah, so that's lasted through till today, and that's where we reside when we're not fronting, more or less, is, is in that constructed space. And I think that if we hadn't had that, if Alexia hadn't done that, probably most of what was in our head would be the howling sort of staticky noise that's around outside of that that for us we have to pass through that sort of it's i guess you could call it a, a hurricane of thought with our headspace in the eye of the hurricane although our headspace is literal space so that space and some planets and stuff it's pretty rad but one are thing you, are you that a- i guess you could say that it's mostly just 
the planets. I'm not sure that the stars are mostly decoration, I guess you could say. And the old conceptualizations of how the solar system worked that some people had before people like Galileo. What was I saying? Yeah, so that's, that's, oh, I remember now. Uh, sorry, ADHD brain. The, it's not some guides to working out whether you're plural or not mention that you should try and talk to your headmates whether that's allowed or thinking thoughts of them and things like that and see if you respond and that that that's a way to check that you're plural or not and that is definitely something that works for some people it's definitely a, a useful tool and i do recommend trying it if you suspect that you're plural but one thing that felt really frustrating for me because i was pretty sure we were is that they never responded back and as it turns out we can't have that sort of verbal communication between us when we're not fronting we communicate mostly in imagery and the occasional like memory of a sound we've heard and things like that so i guess sometimes if there is sound it sounds something like bumblebee from transformers sort of composed of snippets of past things that we've heard yeah. yeah yeah i guess that's to say don't get discouraged if you think you're plural and your headmates aren't responding to you you might be better off writing things down and coming back to them later on seeing if you've got a response any anyone else want to talk about that experience sure so i we also have since fairly fairly early on like late childhood early teens have not had much of a visual mind or memory at all like similar to uh Emin Liz and L and we think mostly or like our, our brain mostly works in terms of sound or in, when we're actually thinking it's hard to make an analogy it's, it's conceptual we don't really think of the words or hear the words or see things written down see images when we're trying to figure something out it all happens almost in the background of our brain and we run through the logic without necessarily putting it into words in a way that we could describe to someone and out comes our conclusion and if we want to describe our thought process it's quite painstaking to go back through and take all of these like shortcuts and references to ideas that don't really have representation and figure out okay what was I actually thinking about here which I mean in, in some ways seems like it helps with some of the stuff we do our job is is programming and we tend to like be able to reason very quickly at other times it's difficult because we'll come out with a and a decision about something and then have a hard time explaining to people like why do you think so the whole concept of headspace doesn't really make much sense like to me in terms of like how that would work in my mind in our mind but we do have some amount of ability to communicate with each other we didn't at first we had a, a disconnected way of finding each other in that when before I figured out that we were trans 
I did the majority of the fronting and Lane almost never did. And about a little over a year ago, during transition, she got comfortable enough with our body and presentation and started fronting full time. And I basically didn't show up at all. And then during that time, she was finding out from people like about plurality uh, and was able to like tie it back to some of our experiences going right back to teenage years and had this sort of wondering, hey, like, were we plural? Are we not now? What's going on? And it took a lot of things, a lot of little steps along the way to end up with the state we're in now where usually most days we'll both spend some amount of time fronting. And somewhere along the way of that, we did start to figure out how to be able to check in with each other and recognize, oh, that's not one of my thoughts. And if we're careful with it, we can think, we can ask ourselves a question and then in the way that you do maybe when you're imagining a conversation or thinking about how to explain things to someone, or we do anyway, we'll start to recognize that the next thought in the process, like, matches more up with one headmate or another. And so to start with it, it very much felt, I'm not really talking to my headmate, I'm just thinking and like imagining what they would say. But that pretty much is the same thing in the end. Like it's, if I try to imagine what Lane would think about uh, a question that I'm having, most of the time, that's just going to be end up getting me a response from her. That makes a lot of sense. I don't think I'd heard it from you that way before, so that's interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm grinning at the the cheeky things people are saying in the Discord to each other in our backstage space. That makes me happy. <laughs> so I want to I wanted to briefly remind everyone since it's been about over an hour since we went live that this program is not only our plurality and gender stream, which is a very special talk show that we have for you all today. This is also a fundraiser for Elle, who's one of our guests just just over here. Elle is a trans feminine, trans woman type person and is seeking some form of gender confirmation surgery. And the community has already received, I believe, over 100 donations. And we're at about, oh, at the start of stream, we're about $8,500. And our goal is 13,000 period, 500, 13.5. I, I forget. I'm bad with numbers. You'll have to give me the yeah, grace the of the ADHD brain. <laughs> the goal is 13. We may or may not have alerts that light up when you do that. I might have broken them, but I worked on it for two hours yesterday. Anyways, so yeah, so we are doing a, we were doing some definitions. We got excited by some really juicy conversations. I see that we have a, ch a question here that I haven't read yet that the mod posted in the middle of our thing. So I wonder if it's a good time for that. Have any of you read that black text question yet? I haven't. Let me just look at that. I think this was maybe Jables a minute ago. Uh, I see. I can talk about this a little bit. Okay. I'll read the, um, I'll read the question. Oh, no, it was... Okay. So Louis... L-U-I-Z PSC asks, so I still have problems in knowing someone in plural pronouns who is fronting at the time on vo voice calls 
And I think also not sure if I can notice the difference in voices of other persons in general without thinking a bit of manner, mannerisms. This applies to people on a plural system or not. I was diagnosed with APD on my 19th almost, so maybe this affects it. Hey, Louise. So Louise is, is really cool. I know Louise. We all know Louise, awesome. except potentially you. We hang out in a Discord server together. And... I think that it is completely fair to have problems with that, whether you have ASD or APD or not. It's like some plural systems are gonna have really similar voices and and switches that aren't that obvious. And one thing that I do on Discord especially is I use the little feature that lets you add an emoji to your to your user title thing. And our system has a defined emoji key on our Twitter and our pinned tweet. And what you can do for us is, when we're not invisible, which we have been recently, check the emoji in our profile against the emoji key on our Twitter. And that's not something that everyone does, but I think that it's a good idea to, like, ask if you're not sure and you, like, doing active listening and just waiting for somebody else to refer to them by the correct name is good, but I think a lot of people aren't going to be offended as long as you just don't assume who's fronting. Like, sometimes some people will get hurt by you not knowing who's fronting. I've had that happen to me before, and I am plural myself. I'm part of a plural system, but yeah, it's you have to get to know everyone individually, and even when you know everyone in a plural system and have done for months or years, you're still not always going to get who's who. And yeah, I think the best thing to do is you're already doing, wait for someone to mention the name, but just be like, hey, who's fronting right now? Is is often how I'll say it. What do the rest of y'all think? There's a question here that's related. I think we can... I think, sorry, I think Gem and Liz did actually have a, an answer. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I did. I was going to pull in a few different things, but I'll go to this first. A lot of what Harley said, I guess actually all of what Harley said does apply. It goes a little bit beyond not assuming in terms of actionable advice. advice. One thing that can be difficult is when people do assume. What you can do instead, if you want to prompt that, is sometimes you can genuinely just ask something that we've enjoyed a lot is when people confirm. So instead of just asking or saying a random name, you're like, Liz, and that prompts you. It gives you the ability to say they're right or they're not, rather than having to build up the chutzpah to correct them. And if you say yes, you can just continue. You can continue on. I had seen somebody asking about the it pronouns, and I figured I would address that too. Okay. Yeah. So Jables asked, I do apologize if this has already been discussed, had to join late, but can you explain the intended meaning of the pronoun it? I always thought that was a slur towards the transgender community, and I wanted to make sure I'm educated so I can be a better ally. The answer there, I'll actually draw an analogy to the trans community, wherein the polite thing to do is to use they for somebody if you don't know their pronouns, but if you know that the pronouns are say she and her and you just use they anyway that's misgendering then it's an issue if those aren't their pronouns 
in the same way. Let's say someone uses neo pronouns and you insist on using they for them. That's also an issue. So it is actually something that, especially when we did not know we were plural and Emily M was the main front, when we were less informed, we got put off by it pronouns in the same way we had mostly seen them used by trolls. We hadn't met someone who used them legitimately. And over time, we met people that did. And we've got over it, so to speak, in a similar way that in reverse, we stopped using a lot of casual ableism. With casual ableism, it started to feel bad coming off our tongue. With it, it sort of did the opposite. It started to feel like any other pronoun. M doesn't use anything but she and her. I use the pronouns from all of our system. I use she, her, and it. And Liz uses she and it. It's... We don't necessarily advertise it in the spaces, but it is something that's there. It's more often used by people that know us better. If someone randomly used it for Liz or me, without knowing, without checking, that would be awful. The intent there matters. The background, the context, all of that matters. But if they know that's your pronoun, then it's great. We make jokes about it various times. Someone says it referring to whatever it may be, whether it's just lewd or a joke or puns or anything like that. And yeah, it's a pronoun just like any other, as long as it is contextually appropriate. Do you mind if I go back for a second, Jack, to the like passing messages and like realizing yeah, you're trans the, and that's from before? The like headspace thing and the communicating between headmates? Sure. Yeah. I know that a bit later we'll go into bio stuff a bit more, but when M was originally searching for Liz, it came after a lot of exposure to plural systems and we saw a conversation in a discord server that basically said being plural is a lot like being trans if you tend to hang out with a lot of people that are plural systems if you've thought about it somewhat regularly somewhat persistently there's a decent chance and that night quite literally did a reach out to liz and yeah, it was surprising. It was the opposite of what happened with Harley's system, with the prismatic gals. There was an immediate response and it was definitely confusing and we had to work through that. Since we don't have a headspace, we don't have much background chatter, but we can, with purpose, with intent, sort of do some pings, oftentimes vibes from the person that's not fronting. And like Ian mentioned before, there are times that one of us is fronting individually and will notice, oh, that thing I just did, that's not something I would do that's a Liz thing or that's an M thing, depending on who's fronting. And it, it took a while to figure out what things are for either of us individually, a me thing, and which things which things aren't. I think Ian wanted to get something in. I'm going to, I'm going to let them go. Yeah. I wanted to pick up on, on uh, it and its pronouns because I, I do use them for myself and I definitely had a moment. I was very much brought up Tell, like, you'd never like refer to a person as it's like extremely dehumanizing, very rude. But to some extent, when I first encountered people using it and its pronouns, that's what made it make a lot of sense to me because the context I was given there was I use it, it and it pronouns because I don't feel like a human. I don't feel like a person. And there was a period of our life when I was running where I was very depersonalized. I was very much not living for myself. I was just getting through my days in order to 
do what was needed to keep up my responsibilities and obligations and do as much as I could to make things better for other people. And I didn't have much regard for myself or experience of myself as a person with any needs or wants or goals beyond what I could do for my family, the people I cared about. So encountering other people who had a similar experience and used it in its pronouns to show like, hey, I don't feel like a person. And it's not always about being depersonalized. For some people, it's identifying strongly as like machinery or like animals or other non-human ways. But for me, it was very much about being like, oh, I don't feel like a a person with drive and entity and it was helpful to be able to actually build that into my identity and have other people recognize it. That's something that doesn't that doesn't apply as much now, but I do still use the pronouns partly because sometimes it still feels right and partly because I had come into that realization towards the end of being depersonalized and it's still helpful to recognize that's the state I was in to me. The last thing we wanted to do since this is the end of one of our episodes is invite Elle to switch to Liz and maybe say hello or whatever else you would like to say. Sure. Hi. You'll probably notice my pitch is a little bit higher than Elle's was. My residence is a little bit brighter. I have a tendency to speak faster. I'm a little bit more bubbly. I'm trying to speak slower and not do that too much. I'm a little more bouncy. Since the, I guess, it pronouns of L come from me, it seemed like a good thing to do right toward the end of the episode to, to switch. And there's a thing where M identifies as a non-binary woman. I, as much as binariness is even a thing, I do identify as binary as a woman. And there's like something on top of that we'll probably get into a little bit more later, but it is not unusual in plural systems for different headmates to feel an essential difference, not necessarily fully human, so to speak. Some more than others, there's, there are systems where, for example, Harley Succubus, she just raised her hands, you couldn't see, she did. Yeah, he's science. That's a much more essential, strong thing that I'm sure she'll talk about, brain mappy stuff. But for me, I've got hands, no, I have hands, all that stuff. I am human, but also there is an essential feeling of kittiness that goes through things. And it is that that pervades some different aspects of my life that partially lead to the, the it pronouns, especially in areas that are maybe more, more intimate with partners or much more trusting situations that tends to, to present, no pun intended, present itself a little bit more. And yeah. I don't know. I wanted to explain that a little bit that since Ian went into where their it comes from, so to speak, where, where mine does too. Love that. Guests, thank you so much. This episode is going to wrap here. If you're joining us live for the stream, we're going to take a 10 minute break and be back with a little heavier content. So we're going to get more into biographies, more into the gender and sexuality pieces of plurality. I hope you've enjoyed this bit of Plural 101, I'm sure we could easily fill another hour and a half with some of this basic information, but since we have these wonderful folks here with 
a lot of lived experience to share. I want to make sure we leave time for that. So I will once more plug that we are doing... This stream is also a fundraiser for Elle, who is seeking uh, feminization surgery. Elle, Liz, and M, truly, actually. So that's the the wonderful person you just heard from a moment ago. And if you have a couple of funds, um, in gratitude for these three lovely systems taking time to share about their lives and share their experience and wisdom with us about a topic that is, in my uh, limited experience, dense and fascinating and also feels vulnerable to talk about at times, please do consider throwing a couple bucks or a lot of bucks, whatever you can afford, towards the surgery funds. And I will make sure to leave the GoFundMe in the show notes. So if people are viewing this later on the YouTube or the Discord or the podcast or wherever, you will have an opportunity to contribute. In the meantime, I'm going to play the channel trailer. I'm going to deafen in Discord. I see a hand raised. Do you want me to answer on stream or do you want me to just type at me? You'll type? You'll talk? I wanted to speak real quick. I just wanted to say... Totally. Yeah, sorry. To anyone that has donated is going to. We appreciate it so much. Ian and Lane and Harley System. Prismatic Gals put it together for us for our birthday a couple weeks ago. And it it just means a lot. And I wanted to say that real quick, I guess. I didn't really have much feeling that so much. I really appreciate everything you've been doing with this, Jack. You've really gone above and beyond trying to help us out. And so many of the people we know have been have been really amazing with it and I'm going to get teary. I'll go ahead and let go. Aw, very kind. Okay, since this is a podcast episode, I want to invite everyone to say goodbye. Yeah, it's been super fun. I am looking forward to the next one. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah.